Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Acts with the record of the tragic end of Judas Iscariot and the process the remaining 11 disciples used for his replacement. Luke recorded all of this in Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 26. Follow along with Pastor Jim as he delivers the result of his study in today's portion of this week's message entitled, Providential Manhunt. There were a lot more disciples beyond the 12 that Jesus named as apostles. Remember, he prayed all night long and the next morning announced who the apostles were going to be. And the same day that he preached the, um, the Sermon on the Mount, it was a huge turning point day in his ministry to name those 12. But we know there were lots more. During his ministry, in one case, he sent out, at one time he sent out 72 others on a mission, just like he had sent out the 12 two by two. So lots more disciples to, uh, to choose from in addition to the 12. So that's the plan. We've got to find somebody that goes all the way back to when John was still around. Now, remember, John's ministry overlapped Jesus's ministry. So it doesn't have to be from day one when John the Baptist introduced Jesus as the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, but from right there in those early months, all the time of Jesus's ministry as we know it from the Gospels. So we've got a plan now. We need a proposal. Now, we aren't told just how exactly the process worked, uh, the requirement of having been there all along, that would have eliminated some, likely it would have eliminated most because we know that that number swelled through his ministry. None of the women could be chosen because the 11 apostles were part of the hierarchy and they didn't want anything to do with uh, anything like a woman. No, that's not that. God's order for spiritual leadership is that it be males. Um, another factor that would have whittled the number could have been the matter of willingness. Uh, you know, and, uh, it, it's, it wouldn't be a sin to not believe that you're a good choice for a special role, even though you really love Jesus and you want to, and you want to serve Him, like even in the New Testament church in selecting elders. Uh, it, it is a good thing that he desires to do. There has to not only be the choice of God, the spiritual maturity, but also the desire. So that would have whittled it down. We don't know how it worked, but we know somehow among the 120, they came up with a specific proposal, and it's in verse 23. So they put forward two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. Remember, different languages, same names, or same guy, different languages. Barsabbas is also called Justice. Now, let me tell you everything we know about them. Yeah, just read it. Uh, that, that's what we know about these guys. Um, Joseph's Latin name was Justice. Okay, we can say that's one more thing. Barsabbas, that name, you know, Bar means son of. So he, it could mean that either his father's name was Sabas. 
That's a possibility. Or it could be that he was born on a Sabbath. And so they called him Sabbath son, son of the, uh, son of the Sabbath. That's all we know. Matthias, what we know about him is uh, there's a longer version of the name Matathias, which means gift of Yahweh. The other thing we know about them is they were part of the 120, and the 120 believed they were the best candidates for this possibility. Clearly, they wanted to make sure they were not acting on their own. They wanted the decision to be from the hand of God. So the personnel with the problem acting on the prophecy, developed a plan to put together a proposal, and then came more prayer. This is an appropriate prayer of people who want what God wants. There's no hint that Matthias and Joseph did any campaigning of any kind, nor that they made speeches. There was no black or white smoke involved from a secret group that made the decision. There were no multiple ballots required while the staffs of those two candidates worked out a compromise on their rules of apostleship. No, they turned to God, verses 24 and 25. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, know the hearts of all men. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to occupy this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. They wanted God's hand on this. They wanted it to be his decision. And by the way, that that final part of that sentence there makes it quite clear this group understood that Judas chose the way of Satan and rejected Jesus. Remember at the Last Supper, Satan then entered into him. They realized Judas had never been the real thing. So the personnel with the problem, following the prophecy, developed a plan, produced a proposal, prayed again, and then the providence. The providence of God in working this out, verse 26. And they drew lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. And the other one went down the street and joined the Presbyterian. No. They were all of one mind. They were led by the apostles, but they, they chose to use, they applied God's word. They prayed diligently. They prayed of one mind. They, they, they prayed again. And then they decided to use the Old Testament custom of casting lots. Now, there's a, it's a process that's mentioned about a half dozen or so times in the Bible. Um, it's basically a black or white, up or down, yay or nay, one or two binary decision kind of a, kind of a, proce- of a process. Um, and this is how God led them. But notice, they considered and applied Scripture. They prayed diligently. They were of one mind all along on doing the process and on the completion of the process. Their desire above all was to honor God, and they applied rational thinking based on all that they knew. Then they cast lots. Don't, don't just haphazardly decide to apply this. Remember I said there's going to be times in, in Acts, being a historical book, you'll read things that are prescriptive. And there's things that are descriptive only. This is descriptive. It describes exactly what happened. It's not prescriptive saying, if you need to make a decision, go cast lots. 
I mean, you can get up tomorrow morning and you can say, God, I think I'd like a new car. I'm going to cast lots. Is it going to be a Maserati or a Lamborghini? Can you flip a coin? Uh, that, would be, that would be twisting everything. These are serious believers seeking Scripture, praying, and being of one mind. We know from Proverbs 16.33, the lot is cast into the lap, but every decision is from the Lord. Which stone comes out of the bag or which one you pick out of the uh, pocket or whatever, uh, we're trusting that that is the decision of the Lord. There are different examples in history of different ways it was done, uh, including the the mysterious um, Urim and Thummim that were stones that were part of the gear of the high priest. We don't know exactly how they did it, but we do know that they did it, and we do know they were confident about Matthias, and as it says, and he was added to the 11 apostles. A dear brother in Christ named William Hendrickson wrote a fantastic commentary set on the New Testament. Sadly, he died before he finished, but another dear brother, a good friend of William Hendrickson named Simon Kistemacher, um, finished. And Luke is one of the books that Kistemacher wrote And he said this, wrapping up this section, apostleship as such is an intriguing subject. Paul is unable to meet the qualifications for apostleship, yet he becomes the apostle to the Gentiles. Next to Peter, Paul is the prominent apostle in the early church. However, Paul could not have filled Judas's place for his apostleship is entirely different. The difference between Paul and the twelve is obvious. Paul submits his work to the scrutiny of the apostles. See Galatians 1 and 2. Nevertheless, Paul and the apostles share a common appointment because Jesus Christ Himself commissioned them. And now, my friends, the stage is set for the spectacular, dramatic fulfillment of the promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit. And Lord willing, Next Lord's Day, we will again peek in on this group, and we're going to see something unprecedented happen. I jotted down this morning as I was going over my notes and praying, and I said, this is a turning point in human history. Well, wait a minute. I said that at the, at the cross. I said that at the resurrection. I said that at the ascension. Well, think of it this way. Like at Christmas, we put a silly little electric train around our around our Christmas tree. I mean, we want to be biblical, so we, we, we go the whole way there. Well, uh, it's not just a circle. It's, it's a little bit of a square, but the, the turns, I have to put together about three or four pieces of curved track to make the curve. So the turning point, this is the curve. The trajectory of history will never be the same after what we're going to see beginning next Lord's Day. Let's pray. Oh, Father... We know what we're going to see next in the book of Acts. Oh, but how we, how we rejoice that we live on this side of that event. Christ is in us. Christ, the hope of glory. It is by His strength. It is by His power. It is in His grace that we can know You and worship You and serve You. So may that be the case for us this week. Please bring us into the company of people who need the Savior and give us wisdom and grace to speak the truth and love of the the gospel.
of Jesus Christ, the one in whose name we pray. Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.